If you want to grow your business, you need to not only generate inbound leads, you also need to make sure these leads get properly introduced into the sales process. Sadly, many companies fumble the ball on inbound leads. Our guest today, Luigi Prestonenzi, has some powerful ideas that you can use to add outbound to inbound to create more conversion. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies grow revenue. The mission of the Revenue Growth Podcast is simple. We want to bring you actionable insights from leading sales and marketing thought leaders, all aimed at helping you grow your business. And right now, it is more important than ever that we get strategic about growing our companies. Our growth engines must be running at peak performance so that we can drive and thrive through the current uncertainties of our economy and world. You know, today's buyers are online looking for answers to their questions and solutions to their problems. Inbound marketing capitalizes on this opportunity by attracting active buyers and converting them to leads. Unfortunately, while many companies invest significant amounts of budget into inbound marketing, they often do not have a good process to engage the leads once they come in. Our guest today, Luigi Prestonenzi, brings valuable insight to this issue. In addition to hosting the Sales IQ podcast, Luigi is a sales enablement specialist and trainer that is active in helping companies navigate these challenges successfully. While automation is important, Luigi believes and shares why it is important to integrate the human touch early into the lead engagement process. If you want to grow, you're going to love the ideas in this episode, so grab a pen and a notepad and get ready to learn from Luigi after a brief message from one of our sponsors. Luigi, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. What's going on? Uh, Daryl, I am excited to be uh, chatting to you again um, after meeting. Obviously, we, we got to hang out in Atlanta and uh, had a few conversations since. So really excited to, to be a guest on your podcast. Oh, man, we're so glad to have you here. And uh, we were just thinking before the show about that a really cool meal we got to share in Atlanta at the Outbound Conference back when you could travel and go to conferences. <laughs> I can't wait to share a meal with you or anybody <laughs> sometime oh, no. in the future. But uh, no, it's great to have you here and and all the way, I'm sure our listeners can tell from Australia. And uh, we're just, I'm so excited about the topic that we have today. It actually is a good segue off of uh, talking about the Outbound Conference and that is, you know, how do companies effectively handle inbound leads? And uh, maybe the best place to start this conversation is how, how are companies ineffectively, how are they yeah. fumbling the ball 
when it comes to inbound leads, you, you get to work with a lot of organizations in this space. What's not working out there right now? Well, I think the challenge that I see often with a lot of businesses that are spending, you know, whether it's spending a small amount or they're spending, you know, three, four, five, six hundred thousand a month on marketing on, on lead gen is that often they think that just because somebody becomes a lead, they download a lead magnet or mm-hmm. they, ha- they inquire that there is a high intent for them to buy. Right. Right. And yes, there are ways that you can put some pretty deep um, capture gates um, and, you know, click funnels and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately when the purchasing decision is not so low, and what I mean by that is there's a substantial value um, that needs to take place. The transactions are greater than a certain figure. Mm-hmm. There's most of the time an offline conversation needs to occur, right? Yeah. yeah. Because the prospect needs to see some form of value. Sometimes a prospect doesn't exactly know what they're looking for. And so a conversation needs to take place. They need to see some form of value and then they need to make that purchasing decision. So it's very hard in the land, in the world of digital to really decipher where they're at in the buying process. Mm-hmm. The first mistake I see a lot of organizations make is thinking just because they're a lead, they're ready to buy. So they right. go straight into the point of, Hey, this is all the features this is all the benefits of what we've got to offer. Will you buy? <laughs> um, that's the first mistake. The second mistake I see that they make is they don't actually nurture the lead enough. And what I mean by that, they think I call them once I email them. They don't respond. They're a closed loss lead or they just mm-hmm. go into a bucket of, you know, this is a bad lead and sales say to marketing, these leads are rubbish. <laughs> but you know, when you look at the data, there's some incredible reports out there and our great friends at vanilla soft have got an incredible report that shows how many times it takes to engage with an inbound lead. Mm. And a lot of the data shows that about 80% of leads answer between the ninth and the 13th attempt. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But the average sales team will stop after 2.1 attempts. So when you think about that, you're spending, whether it's five or work with some businesses are spending $300 a lead mm-hmm. and they're giving up after two or three attempts. So they're kind of just wasting money. Um, from a marketing perspective uh, and not having the right cadence and not having the right strategy to engage with an inbound lead. And that is why I call it, you know, applying outbound to inbound. Yeah. I I think I've seen this happen. So, so many times, both of those things, the lead goes over to sales, sales goes, well, they're not ready to buy, you know, within the next 30 minutes, this is garbage. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and then marketing comes back and goes, well, I introduced them to you. I, you started a relationship, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I, and then the flip side of that is, um, you know, if they, if they, um, going into that nurture, I, I guess what I've seen so many times on maybe in the other side of it is a lead comes in and it just, it goes straight into nurture, you know, without mm-hmm. anyone ever talking to it. And so by the time someone even gets around to talking to that, that prospect, they've long since bought somewhere else or Absolutely. forgotten about it. You know, so, so how do you handle this, this like, okay, so a lead, you know, the quote unquote lead comes in, someone's downloaded, um, let's say a white paper or, or that lead magnet, whatever that is. What do you recommend that companies do? Well, you know, obviously we're pretty, we, 
we're privileged. And I say this, like we've got some incredible platforms that enable mm-hmm. us to score our leads, right? Mm-hmm. They can rate the leads. It can yeah. at least. And then after some time, like if you're not a startup and you're a, you're a business that's been doing this for a while, you'll be able to segment your leads into categories to say, we know that this lead profile that downloads this, that says X has a high propensity to buy, right? Mm-hmm. Versus this one. So that it just that at least enables you to make smarter decisions in how to prioritize your time in managing that lead. Uh-huh. But I want to take this back a step because a lot of businesses say, "Oh, you know what? Like we need to automate everything, and we need to remove the human from it, and etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. But the reality is, and I'm not talking about these aren't purchasing decisions of five, ten, fifty, hundred, two hundred dollars, right? Right, like right. And um, we're talking about you know, significant purchasing decisions and that significant purchasing decisions, whether it's B2C or B2B could be anywhere, you know, things in the thousands. And there are even other businesses that apply the offline principle to e-commerce. Like there's a really famous uh, e-commerce business in Australia called Vinamofo and they're an incredible business. I, 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 you know, all your guests should check that business out. It's uh, the founder's a guy called Justin Dry, an incredible entrepreneur who's actually in partnership with with Gary V with Empathy Wines. And his business, even though it's an e-commerce business, applies the offline methodology where his consultants call people mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, how you doing?" Right? Um, like they actually build relationships. Yeah. So, you know, one would argue like, why would you need to do that when they're buying, you know, $200 of wine? Why would you need to add a human to it? Because as we know, and I think this whole COVID experience and this whole pandemic has taught us that people need people more than ever, right? Yeah. And so yeah. when we consider the buying process, when we consider the people that are making those purchasing decisions, sometimes they actually need to talk to someone. Right. So, you know, and so this is, this is one of the things I often say is yes, automation is key. And I think we can sometimes forget that at the end of the day, that automation, that workflow, that, that, you know, the, if yes, if no, do this, Mm -hmm. do that, Mm -hmm. you know, in all of those steps, there's an actual human being that's going through those steps. And how can we engage with the emotional aspect of that human being? If they're just going through all these different funnels, getting all these videos, and as we know, people buy with emotion first and justify with logic later, right? Yeah. You know, one of the things I'm thinking as, as you're talking, other than the lifetime value of a wine customer is actually quite a bit of money, right? Uh, but the other yeah. thing I was thinking is, uh, is uh, if, if you think about the, the challenge of the COVID crisis, which, you know, as we're recording this, we're kind of in the thick of it. We're in the middle of it again. And um, we've had to, in sales, a lot of sales professionals have had to go virtual, right? And we're no yeah. longer face-to-face, we're virtual. And, um, and, and this is true for so many different aspects of business now. And, and I think that um, we, I just got off a conversation with, with our team. Um, we're doing our revenue growth strategy workshops virtually. And so, you know, we're thinking about how can we make that not now that we're not face to face, now that we're not writing on your whiteboard and, you know, drinking coffee together and going to dinner together, how can we make that experience more 
personal, right? So we're looking at a a new, something that was not, that was face-to-face, trying to figure out how to make the virtual more personal. If you think about um, what we've been doing over the last 10 plus years in inbound marketing, we've been very virtual in terms of how we engage, right? Come to my website, download this, I'll send you some emails and all this stuff. But just the at the right moments, the, the personalization of somebody reaching out on the phone, a live human being, human to human, um, it, it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of been the missing link in some ways all Absolutely. along. You got inbound over here, outbound over here. The, you know, the inbound people say, you know, just wait for them to swim by and we'll nurture mm. them and we'll, you know, and the outbound people say, no, we're just going to pound the phones. Well, there's a, there's a middle uh, where these two come together and actually create a very effective process. Absolutely. So that's a really interesting topic, right? And there's a, and, and this is where you get people that says, you know, cold calling dead is dead mm-hmm. and inbound and you've got to wait for inbound and, and, and the buyer's changed. Right. And I, I call, I say that's rubbish, right? And I'll tell you why, because when we think about this and, I, and I've, I've heard, um, and I can say this, thousands of calls, um, the outbound versus inbound methodology that, that, I, that I work with has been adopted across a number of organizations, literally across hundreds of thousands of, of inbound leads, right? Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing, the other, the other challenge I find with many organizations that are driving strong level of inbound is they don't actually engage with the lead and ask them, what's brought you to my business today? Right. What's inspired you? What's motivated you to take action, to download this webinar, to, to inquire with me? Mm-hmm. Right. And that is the most important part of the whole process. And, and our good friend, I mean, I know um, Victor Antonio, I'm a mm-hmm. massive fan of Victor Antonio. And he talks, you know, know the why before they buy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that is absolutely paramount. If somebody's come to me and I completely ignore the fact that, that I am not trying to determine the motivation behind them coming to see me, them coming, they've, they've come to my website for a reason, then what am I serving up to them? What experience am I delivering to them? Because if I'm not determining that, then all I'm doing, and again, I'll, I'll quote, cause I love these books. I'll quote Jeb Blunt. All I'm doing is throwing up on them. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because all I'm doing is just then just going, Bleh. here's the features of my product. This is the benefits. Do you want to buy? But hang on a second. You haven't tried to understand what's motivating me. What's compelled me to take action. Where am I coming from? Where am I going? What mm-hmm. are my challenges? What are the opportunities? What am I looking to change? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So there is so much that is happening in just that conversation. And if we think about the businesses like you look at some of the biggest, you know, the businesses are driving high level of inbound at the moment. Your slacks, your DocuSigns, your sales forces, some of the biggest companies in the world. Who are the ones that are answering those leads? They call them, you know, um, LDRs, uh, lead response, you know, lead response reps or MRRs, marketing response reps or SDRs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're usually people that are fresh out of university. So we've got to think about this, right? And there's nothing wrong with it because I train these people all the time. And I think they're some of the greatest operators in the sale, in the sales sort of ecosystem. But when we think about it is if, if we're not enabling them to understand that the primary purpose of that first interaction is to understand the motivation to them inquiring, then the rest of the sales process is irrelevant. 
That's mm. about serving our own needs, not about helping the customer through the buying process. And this is where I think there's a great opportunity for organizations that if you're spending money on digital platforms, right? That's great. If you're generating leads and it's a five, $5 CPL and you've got your, 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 you've got your CPA and et cetera, et cetera, focus on the human aspect, focus on that conversation thread and your conversation and your conversions are going to go up every yeah. single time it'll happen. That's so powerful. I, I love that. And I think, you know, just that, that simple takeaway, which, which really applies to any size business is, mm. you know, really making sure that that first, in that first interaction, you understand what brought it, what brought you here, you know, what, yeah. why did you come by? And, and I think that is really hard to do without a, a conversation. Um, I mean, you can put a form out there, but it's, it's not the same as having a, uh, a human interaction. Uh, absolutely. And I think, and again, you know, in, in, in view of everything that's going on and, and people are talking about, you know, what's happening, what's going to happen over the next 10 years with technology. Then the reality is when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, people need people like people mm -hmm. want, there's an element of social, there's an element of engagement. I mean, there's look at all these social platforms. They're built on people engaging with each other. They're built on people wanting engagement with, with, with people. So, you know, like I said, unless we're selling a can of Coke or yeah. a can of Pepsi, whichever one you go for, we're selling something of substance. The offline conversation is a super important conversation to be having. And the earlier you can bring that into the process, the better chance you have of building that relationship creating value for the prospect and helping them choose you because that's the ultimate process that we should be executing. Um, and again, so that, that, that is the, when it, when it goes back, if you go back all the way to your first question, what's the biggest mistake that I see companies make is that they just don't give enough thought to the strategy on what are the steps that need to occur to take that lead um, through the buying process what are the different personas? And they don't mm -hmm. create different lanes for the different personas. They treat leads as equal. They go, well, they're, they're a lead. They're ready to buy. So we'll, we'll, this is our sales process. Let's forget that they've got a buying process. Right, right. right. Let's just have a one size fits all approach and expect them to buy. And we'll yeah. be happy with a two, three, four, five, eight percent conversion. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's just the, how's that working for you question? Yeah. <laughs> there's so much, so much opportunity. I love the mindset behind that. And you mentioned earlier, um, just in terms of vanilla soft's research that it takes more than two or three touches afterwards to, Absolutely. to uh, get through. Uh, talk to me about what, what's working, uh, share with us what you see working in terms of, of good, well, w excellent performing cadences. Um, yep. in that what's the mix of messaging and email versus phone contact and what do you see out there so this is a really good question and i've been fortunate that this is why i love doing what i do because i get to work with clients who are doing this you know at, at high volume and we, and i'm able to test some of these cadences with real life like in, in the real world right mm -hmm. um and obviously for different industries different uh, cadences need to be uh, put together, but, but the more the merrier. So, you know, if they're coming from Facebook, you need to add messenger in there. You need to uh -huh. add messenger, text, phone, obviously, you know, people are talking about video now. 
I think the very, very, the most, one of the most important things that we need to do is thinking about the message first before the medium. Oh yeah. So, you know, that is, that is absolutely paramount. If you're only focusing on how many touches across an, an omni-channel approach and that's your strategy. Yes. You'll probably get engagement, but you're going to get low engagement. The very first thing is think about the buyer persona and really give, and, and a lot of people just go, oh, I know buy personas, marketing, put them together, but I'm talking about next level buy persona. I'm talking about the buy persona that really dives deep into that particular world, the person's goals, objectives, their future state goals. Why should they change? Why now? And why should they choose us? Right. And really mm-hmm. go into that buy persona and then strip out the value themes and then go, right. Now that we've got those value themes, how are we going to distribute that content to them over a two or three or four week period? Mm-hmm. How aggressive, how soft, right? And again, it's dependent on the way you want your brand to be perceived. And I often hear, because when I put a cadence together, sometimes there's 15 touch points over a 10 day period and people go, mate, that's mad. You're harassing the client. But when you think about the amount of notifications people get every day, Mm-hmm. It's not that they're ignoring you or they're avoiding you. It's just, they're just not seeing the message come through. Right. Right. So we need to be thinking about that. And that's why it can't just be, Hey, I'm following up. I'm circling back. Right. We've got to be thinking about what piece of value can I give you in each touch point? And when we build that value in every single touch point, they might open the email once. They go, oh, I've got a call, Daryl, but I won't. But, oh, this is pretty cool what Daryl shared with me. They get the next text message. Oh, awesome, Daryl. Oh, I've got to call him back. Then they'll get a LinkedIn note. Then mm-hmm. they might get a LinkedIn link that says, hey, check this post out. I think it will add value with what you're trying to achieve. What's happening is you're giving them things of value. You're actually giving stuff away to them. And you're helping them. And regardless of whether they're taking action or not, you're saying my role is to serve you. You've come to me with a need. So what I'm going to try to do, I'm just going to try to give you as much positive content that's going to help you whether you buy off me or not. And when we use that mentality, we're serving our prospects. And then we'll have a higher point of them engaging with us. And I often see cadence like right at the end, when when we go to that, breakup email to say, Hey, one of the best performing emails that I've actually been, I've been testing right now is we'd love to know what I could do differently because something in my message isn't working because I haven't had, had a response from you. And I've had, I've actually people saying, Hey, it's not you. I've just been really busy. I right. Talk. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But asking for feedback. So, you know, my advice to anyone that's looking to build a cadence is don't worry about you know which platforms to engage with. Think about what's the value that we are going to give to that prospect through the process and how are we going to serve them to make their life better regardless of whether they buy from me or not. Beautiful. Yeah, you know, in, in Revenue Growth Engine, I write about the, the fact that every salesperson carries around a price book, but really what we need, which which is good. You should have a price book. You should have an inventory of all the products and services you sell. But 
ahead of that price book, ahead of that inventory, you actually need an inventory of outcomes you can deliver. Like, you know, every, and this is, I think every salesperson, every marketing person in a company should have a playbook of outcomes that they can deliver. You go, how would I write 15 different messages? Well, pull open your outcomes inventory Correct. and it shouldn't be a problem at all. Yeah. And, and I see this with so many businesses when they, when they start to put their buyer personas together or they start to talk about some of those outcomes and they're not, they're not actually listing outcomes. They're listing features of their own product. Yes. And you know, I'm like, I'm, I, I try to, you know, help them explore that that's a, that's a feature. What's the outcome? Yes. People don't buy what you do. They buy the outcome you help them achieve. Bingo. You know, I've worked a lot in education. I've spent 16 years of my life selling education services um, across corporate from five grand programs to $20 million programs. And we never sold the program. Right. We sold the transformation. We sold the outcome. We sold the future state. Yeah. And the actual product, the actual program was a byproduct of that future state. Exactly. And this is where a lot of people get it wrong. You know, I work with one of, you know, an incredible business called F45, which is um, uh, a fitness uh, franchise. And I absolutely love it. Um, love the business. And again, people don't buy a franchise. They buy the outcome the franchise enables them to achieve. Yes. Whether that's an investment, whether that's a different lifestyle, whether that's a move away from corporate to business ownership. That's fundamentally what they're buying. And that is the emotional state that we need to tap into. So when we think of the outcomes, we also need to think about what are the emotional objectives that we're helping people achieve. Yeah. And then yeah. that is where you build your cadence themes around. Beautiful. What a great conversation. I knew yeah. at the beginning when, when we were talking <laughs> about inbound to outbound that this was going to be a, uh, a very interesting conversation. I think that the topic that we've introduced today is something that I think is going to be talked about for a while by our listeners. And so, Luigi, I, I really am thankful for, uh, for you sharing time with us today. I can't wait to read the ebook that you'll be producing <laughs> on this topic. Now I'm holding you accountable to get that done. Uh, and and I, seriously, though, I think this is, this is something very worthy of consideration because I think you know, as, as we end, I've, I've been involved in the uh, inbound movement now since 2013, 2014. And I've watched a lot of companies. I think it's, it's kind of sad. I've watched a lot of companies write off inbound because they didn't have a good strategy to yeah. handle the leads that were coming in. And, you know, after a period of time of fumbling the ball on those leads mm. and not having a strategy, they said, well, this is a waste of of time and money. Well, no, not really. What, where the, where the thing fell apart was you kept the whole thing inbound the whole time. You needed someone to need to pick up the phone and develop a relationship. Absolutely. And it's just like when people, I hear that with outreach, oh, outreach didn't work. We yeah, tried it for yeah. a month. It didn't work. I'm like, you tried it for one month. Right. So <laughs> if Thomas Edison tried, you know, one thing, he wouldn't have invented half the things he invented. That's right. So, I went to the gym for a month. Come on, man. <laughs> Where are my abs? That's right. <laughs> Underneath all that wine I bought from the guy that uh, <laughs> sold me the, the case of wine. Hey, Luigi, thank you so much uh, for sharing time on the, the Revenue Growth Podcast. We'll be putting, all, of course, all of your um, contact information in the show notes. And uh, I have a feeling this conversation is going to continue in the future. I, I just want to let you know, um, all the work you're doing, the Sales IQ podcast, all of that. I just am so grateful for you. 
and not just the work, but the enthusiasm and passion you bring to, uh, to our world and our industry. And just from the bottom of my heart, thank you. No, thanks, Daryl. I appreciate you, man. Well, Luigi, it's been great. And to uh, all of our audience, I want to say how much I appreciate you as well. Uh, it has been a blast just interacting with people that are forward thinking, that are looking to the future, that are looking not just for problems, but actual solutions and are driving business forward. As we say on the C-Suite Radio Network, now is the time to drive and thrive. And so many of you are doing that. Thank you to everybody who's sharing the podcast, leaving reviews. Um, I appreciate it. And until next week, as always, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.